helping people cope with and overcome life's challenges. This is Life Transformations with Michael Hart, Canadian Certified Counselor and Award-Winning Psychotherapist. Welcome to another empowering episode of the Life Transformation Show. I'm your co-host, Denise Hart, and today we have a very special conversation in store for you. Today's show is titled, The Transforming Power of Faith. In our pursuit of personal growth and profound transformation, there are few forces as potent and influential as faith. Faith has the power to move mountains, to heal wounds, and to ignite the spark of hope within us even in the darkest of times. And who better to guide us through this enlightening discussion than my husband and psychotherapist, Michael Hart. Through Michael's unique perspective as both a therapist and a believer, he will explore the intersection of psychology and spirituality in a way that brings insight. Let's dive in and discover the incredible potential that lies within each and every one of us when we have a faith belief in God. Welcome, Michael. Thank you, Denise, for that wonderful introduction. And I'm so excited to be here because I think this is a topic that is very crucial to us as we walk through this journey of life. Many of us have this perception of our faith in God as this pie in the sky prize that we get after we die. But I want to explain and explore today the power of faith for us to live transformed, victorious, and productive lives while we are here on earth. Earth. And so uh, I've been wanting to do this topic for a while, and I am so happy and delighted, Denise, that we are finally here in studio today to explore this topic. Yes, Michael, let's get right in it. My first question is What does the Bible say about the transforming power of faith belief? One of the scripture that comes to mind immediately, it's in the book of Romans, where the apostle Paul, in speaking to believers then, and speaking to believers even today, uh, through the writings, said that we are to be transformed by the renewal of our minds. So, in scripture, so long ago, the apostle Paul had this concept that Life is not fixed. Our state of life, our identity is not fixed. And that even as adults, we can be transformed. And he goes on to tell us how. He said, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So I think that scripture is telling us that we have the potential to be transformed and it starts in our minds. Okay, Michael. My next question is, how do you tie this topic to a psychological perspective? Remember, our listeners who are primarily Christians already know that faith is transformative. But how are you tying this into this radio show, which looks also at psychological principles? That's a very good question, Denise. And I think one of the the, the reasons that I wanted to de- do this show is that uh, we often have the mindset that how a person is, 
is fixed. And I think a lot of that comes from uh, psychology in some sense, because early psychologists like Sigmund Freud had this concept that who you are was formed in the first five to seven years of your life. And then after that, it's a fixed state that you are just going to be operating out of that personality for the rest of your life. And there isn't any hope of change. But then you had other psychologists like Eric Erickson, who developed this theory of development who showed that we are not in a fixed state, that we develop as we go through life, and that we are constantly changing, or the potential for change is always there. Erickson proposed that identity formation is central to development tasks during adolescence and continues to evolve throughout adulthood. Adulthood, And so he came up with this theory of development that, that stated that even as adults, we have the potential to change. And so I am tying this into the the concept of the biblical narrative as well, who says that we are not fixed. And even as a believer, you are not in a fixed state. There are potentials in you that are untapped. There, there, there are things that you can change and achieve, but it starts in the mind as the Apostle Paul says. And if you are aware of that and you work towards it, your potential is unlimited. Erickson uh, talked about this stage of development that he called identity crisis. And he posited that during adolescence, individuals experience an identity crisis, a period of intense self-exploration and questioning. So those of you who are teenagers know what I am talking about. As teenagers, we all pass through in our teenage years this state where we question, who am I? What kind of person am I going to be later in life? And we, it, it creates this kind of identity crisis that Erickson talks about. And he says, Erickson goes on to say that this crisis involves a tension between establishing a sense of identity and experiencing confusion and and uncertainty about one's values, beliefs, and life direction. So it's in the teenage years that a lot of uh, a lot of uh, children who grew up as believers start questioning their faith. Can I continue to believe in God? Is is it even? Uh, scientific to believe in God. And they go through this period of crisis where they may even drift away from the faith or drift away from the faith for a time and then come back to it. So this is the identity crisis that Erickson uh, talked about. But then he goes on to, to explain that identity formation as a lifelong process. And he proposed that identity formation is not limited to the adolescence years, but continues throughout a person's entire life. And he went on to identify 
other stages. And so as we go through life, there is this interaction between our values, our beliefs, and the directions that we want to go in life that interacts and helps us to continue to form our identity. Michael, you talked earlier about the values and beliefs in shaping a person's identity. What about social influences? How does social influence affect our identity and mindsets? That's a, that's a good question. And that's something that I omitted when I talked about Erickson's theory, because Erickson also went on to talk, talk about cultural and social influences. And he emphasized the importance of societal expectations, cultural norms, and individual experiences in shaping one's sense of self. And Erickson believed that a supportive social environment that encourages exploration and provides opportunities for meaningful relationships and experiences is crucial for a healthy identity development. As you talked about social influences, I just can't help but think that some cultural influences fit the Christian principles, while others may be in direct contravention to these principles. So can you speak or, you know, comment on this? Absolutely. And, and I think that's such a, an important thing for us to consider as we go through this show, because society, uh, the influence of society can pull us away from God at times. There are certain narratives that are very common in our culture, for example, and these narratives have to be examined to see if they are factual, to see if they line up with the principles of God, and to see if they are good for our mental health. For example, there are narratives there that are pushed by by the media that says that if you just have a nice car, a bigger home, and lots of money in the bank, then you will be happy. But we know that's not true because we see many of the highly successful people in our, in society committing suicide and living lives that are, are, are desperately unhappy and turn into drugs and other dysfunctional means of coping because their life, despite the, the, the riches that they have, it's just not a happy and satisfying life. So as believers, as we go through society and, and we think about life transformation, we have to be careful what we are putting into our minds. And that's why the Apostle Paul, I think, talked talking to the believers in his day and to us by extension, warns that we have to be transformed by the renewing of our minds. Because there are certain things that have gotten into, into our concept of what happiness means that is incorrect, and not only incorrect, but I would say even dangerous. Because many people work their hearts out to achieve what is supposed to make them happy, only to get there to realize that what they have did not make them happy. And so it's it's important to go back to the scripture and see what the scripture says about happiness and wealth and what brings fulfillment in order to 
in order to be transformed in a way that's healthy. Because the truth is that we're always transforming. But are you transforming for better or are you transforming for worse? And I think many of what, many of the things that are happening in society today, the trend that society in, in North America is taking concerns me a lot because many of the beliefs that people are adopting to and taking on as being progressive is actually going to lead to the degradation of our society and may even threaten civilization itself. And so we have to be careful according to what cultural norms we are embracing as believers. And I know for a fact that uh, the renewal of your mind is a daily commitment. Absolutely. It's something we have to work at and, you know, be conscious of, of at all times. Okay, let's go straight to the scriptures. I know that our listeners like when we take a biblical perspective or give biblical examples. So can you give some examples of biblical characters whose lives were transformed by their faith in God? Well, Moses is one that comes to mind. In in Exodus, we have the story of Moses. And initially, we see that Moses identified with the culture of the, the Egyptians. He was raised in Pharaoh's palace. However, as he go, as he went through the stages of life that Erickson talks about, we see that Moses, after witnessing the oppression of his fellow Hebrews, he experienced a crisis of identity and he flees to Egypt and spent years in the wilderness. And it is, it is during this time through his is encounter with God at the burning bush that Moses embraces his true identity as a chosen leader and a prophet and was called to liberate the Israelites from slavery. So this is a good example of how someone went from being a certain identity to being transformed through an encounter with God into something that's bigger and greater. And I think that transformation is available to all of us. But I think there, there is a sense in which we too have to realize that the transformation, true transformation is born out of an encounter, a deep encounter with God, such as what Moses had. And I am not saying that you have to experience a burning bush experience, but I think there has to be a relationship there, a deep relationship that, as Denny says, is daily. It's not just something that you do on Sunday, but it's something that you live throughout the week. Oh, that is such a powerful story of life transformation. As you talked about that and you explained how Moses' life was transformed, my mind actually went to the example of the Apostle Paul and his life transformation. Yes, I think that's a very good example as well, because Saul, before his transformation, was a devout Jew who persecuted early Christians. However, we all know the story that on the road to Damascus in Acts chapter 9, that he encountered the risen Christ and experienced a very radical conversion. And this conversion, this encounter that he had, led to a shift in his identity. 
And this is what Erickson is talking about, that as we go through life, our experiences help to shape our identity. And so Paul's identity was shaped by an encounter that he had with the risen Lord on the road to Damascus. And he became Paul, a devout follower of Jesus Christ and a key figure in spreading the teachings of Christianity. So I'd like to say today that Paul's transformation reflects this profound shift in his values, in his belief, and in his purpose. And by so doing, it shaped his identity as an apostle and as a missionary. And I think as we we go through life, the kind of values that we hold to, the kind of beliefs that we have, and, and the kind of purpose that we spend our energy on, on is also important in shaping our identity today. All right, Michael, I'm going to play devil's advocate here. As you give those examples, uh, some of the things that I'm noticing is that they're all examples of men whose lives were transformed. Can you think of a female example or I should say a dramatic example of a female in the scripture whose life was transformed by faith in God. I'm so glad you, you noticed that, Dennis, because we want to be an inclusive show here. We don't want to be talking to just one section of our listener. We want to be talking to everyone. So that, that's a good point. One of the, 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 the women that comes to mind is Mary Magdalene. And Mary Magdalene identity transformation is depicted in the gospel. She is, she's initially portrayed as a woman possessed by seven demons. Now, we're not talking about one demon here, right? Many of us, if we have one demon, it is scary enough. Or if we hear of someone being demon-possessed, it is scary enough. But Mary Magdalene was said to have seven demons. And as she encountered, when she encountered Christ, she was healed and her life was transformed. And she became one of Jesus' most devoted followers and witnesses. His crucifixion, burial, and resurrection uh, shows that Mary was a central part of of those experiences. And Mary, Mary's identity shifts from a woman marked by pain and suffering to a witness and a messenger of the resurrection, demonstrating the power of redemption and a newfound purpose. So I'm speaking to someone out there today. It doesn't matter what your station is right now. Maybe you're in a position where you're going through very hard times. Maybe you have turned away from the faith and you have become involved and wrapped up in witchcraft or things that are directly in contradiction to what you learned in Sunday school, what you learned about God and what your parents and grandparents embrace. But I would like to say to you that your position is not fixed. Mary Magdalene went from being possessed by seven demons to being one of the, the, the primary female figures of the New Testament. And I would like to say to you today that you too can be transformed, but it's 
start with an encounter with Christ. Michael will be right back. You have been listening to the Life Transformation Show where award-winning psychotherapist Michael Hart of Elam Counseling Services has been speaking on the topic, The Transforming Power of Faith. You can find out more about us at elimcounselingministry.com or by calling 1-877-204-2914 where you can also make a donation to this Christ-centered ministry. Your donations help us to stay on the air and to provide subsidized counseling to those who can't afford it. Okay, I think we have exhausted the biblical examples. So, let's get current, Michael. Can you give a current day example of someone who had a dramatic conversion as a result of their faith? That's a good question. And one one of the, the let me see, yeah, one, one person that comes to mind is actually a radio show that we did. We did a radio show a few years ago, I think it was maybe three or four years ago, where we interviewed a woman by the name of Cassandra Diamond. And if you missed that podcast, it's available on our YouTube channel. It, it's, it's entitled uh, Escape from the Sex Trade Industry. And in that a podcast, Cassandra shared her story of how she was sexually abused multiple times as a child and how that abuse led to her uh, ending up in the sex trade industry. And after being deceived by a pimp and her life looked as if it was at the brink of destruction, she met a wonderful Christian family who was instrumental in guiding her to faith. And as a result, result of that, she went on to start an organization that helped to take young women off the street, young women or in the sex trade industry, off the street and give them a new lease on life. So I think that's a very dramatic co- conversion story. And there are many more like that that, that we, I could talk about from people that I meet in, in my practice as a psychotherapist. But I think that, it, that that's a powerful one because it shows that the love of God reaches everywhere. Amen. So we have been talking for a while about how faith can transform lives. We have given biblical examples of how faith transforms lives and even a present day example. However, someone listening may be wondering, how does faith transforms lives? In other words, what makes faith in God such a potent life transforming power? You know, I know that it is the power of God at work that brings about these miraculous changes. But what are the psychological principles at work in our faith beliefs that makes it so powerful? I think that's important for us to explore because I think someone might be listening and saying, well, you know, is it just another pie-in-the-sky thing where you're saying that faith is this wonderful thing, but what's really going on? And so I think that's an important question, uh, Dennis. And so the first thing that comes to mind is that faith has the capacity to heal emotional wounds by providing comfort, by providing solace and a sense of belonging. So when we read scriptures that tells us that God is with us and that he will never leave us nor forsake us, many people who have been abandoned and rejected find comfort in scriptures like that. When you read scriptures that, that tell 
tell us that Jesus knew us even before we were born. People who feel that they were a mistake or who were told by their parents that they were almost aborted has this sense that I have a purpose. I belong and I am not a mistake. And I think those elements of faith is very powerful in healing emotional wounds. But faith also is potent because it has many aspects of it that challenge negative self-talk. Faith encourages us to replace negative self-talk and doubt with positive affirmations and and beliefs. So maybe the experiences that you have had in life have, has made you feel you are incapable. But uh, faith belief scriptures tell us that we can do all things because we have an internal strength through Christ. We can do all things through Christ which strengthens us. Your upbringing may have caused you to believe that you are not loved, but the scripture tells you that you are highly beloved, that you are loved by God, and that you are special in his sight, and that he died for you. And so I think those principles can help to overcome negative self talk such as I am worthless or I am incapable. And I think another very potent aspect of faith, Denise, is that it helps us to overcome adversity. When facing adversity, faith provides a source of strength and hope. And I know that there are motivational speakers like Anthony Robbins who speaks about the power within. But I think there should be a book that's called The Power Without because all of us eventually comes to that time when we can't rely on the power within us anymore. When we have come to the end of ourselves and when you have a faith belief that says that there is there is a force that is outside of you that is bigger that 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 is in control of your circumstances that's a very potent belief and so that kind of belief inspires hope that kind of belief gives you a sense of purpose and this is how Joseph in the Old Testament was able to go from being sold into slavery to becoming the prime minister of Egypt because he had a faith in God but I also believe that faith gives this 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 sense of purpose faith helps us discover and connect with our purpose in life you're not a mistake. God has a plan for your life. And it is those elements of faith that is so potent and powerful. And we all come to this place where we are also fearful and we feel as if life is just too much for us. And I am reminded of Joshua 1 verse 9 where God speaking to Joshua as he was embarking on this new journey of being the leader of Israel where God says, Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. That's my message message to you today as someone of faith that do not be discouraged, do not be afraid because God is with you and he will be with you wherever you go. So Michael, we have come to the end of our shows. 
So to conclude uh, today's insightful episode of the Life Transformation Show, we hope you found our discussion on the transforming power of faith, both thought-provoking and inspiring. Hopefully this show will encourage you to tap into your faith beliefs as a way of helping you with your mental health struggles or other challenges that you may be facing. So remember, the Life Transformation Show airs every Monday morning at 9.30. If you missed any part of today's show or want to revisit it, you can find the episode posted on Elim Counseling Services' YouTube channel. Just search for Elim Counseling Services and subscribe to stay up to date. We rely on the generous support of listeners like you to continue providing these valuable resources and counseling to individuals and families. If you believe in this mission of Elim Counseling Services and would like to support our ministry, please consider making a donation. Thank you for joining us today on the Live Transformation Show. We appreciate your continued support and look forward to bringing you more uplifting and transformative discussions in the future. Until next time, I'm your co-host, Denise Hart. And Michael Hart, praying that God would bless you in all your relationships and keep you sound in mind and pure in heart.